There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Okay, let's get to the next game. Bulldogs defeat Tigers, 26-22. Um, look, <clears throat> Bulldogs absolutely dominated most of this game. Late push from the Tigers, which is like good on them. Late push. But for most of this game, the Dogs absolutely... Look, it looked like it looked like a top eight side versus a bottom eight side. Mm. That's, that's what I reckon. Matty Burton, uh, in my notes, I was like, as soon as he starts running the ball, he is electric. It, the game just opens up for him. When he thinks run first before pass, he kills it. Um, outside of that, I thought uh, Karaz again, seriously becoming one of my favourite players. I've been saying it for ages now. I love Karaz. He is truly someone like, and he's not going to break the bank in regards to re-signing, but he is a clubman. Like, you do whatever you can to have him around for 10 years at the club because he rips and tears every game. This is his stats from the weekend. 25 runs, 283 metres, 78 post contact, six tackle breaks. Like, that is a massive knock. Uh, and, and being a winger running 283 run metres without a line break. Yeah. It's just tough metres. It's tough metres. That's all it is. Literally all it is. Uh, the doggies, I thought, looked absolutely fantastic. Disappointing the last 10 minutes that they allowed the Tigers to get back into it. But for most of the game that I watched anyway, in my opinion, I thought the dogs looked absolutely fantastic. Um, they, matter of fact, they went into the break, I think, like, what, 16-8 maybe or 16-6 or whatever. Mm. They should have been up 24 to – they should have been up 20 to 6 because, um, unfortunately, Max King had one of the, the great Barry Crocker 10 minutes where he threw yep. the ball towards the ground and then he threw an intercept pass. It's a 12-point turnaround. So they should have been up by more. I thought the Bulldogs were fantastic. David Clemmer, former Australian front rower, um he had the second most post-contact metres in this game with 46, and he had a line break that added to that. And uh, Jacob Kiraz still beat that by 30 or 40 metres. It's Crazy. unbelievable what he's doing. And, yeah, mate, I thought that – I think the scoreline really flutters the Tigers. And credit to it for however the hell they managed to do it, getting back into this game. But I thought that if Canterbury just would have put together one set after points in the first half – they would have blown them off the park. Mm. I, will, I will say one thing, though, Guru, and like I, I'm the same as you boys in that I thought it was the Dogs were clearly the, the superior side in this game. 
two of the doggies tries were off you know an intercept try length of the field and then another one off a, just a kick a return a counter attack mm. where they went the length again so you take them two out which could easily have happened two tries on the board i don't think the tigers were good don't get me wrong but but one of the tigers was an intercept as well yeah yeah I, I just feel I like when you saw both teams in good ball, it was evident, as you said, one looked like a top eight, one oh, looked like a the bottom, tig- bottom eight. The Tigers' attack was so bad. Oh, man. So it was hard to watch. And, and I think probably didn't help that Adam Dewey, it was 50-50 at best all week to play with that. He had a bruised foot. He just didn't look right in this game. <sighs> then he got moved to fullback, though, towards the end, I think. Yeah, he, he went, so they dragged Noffa. I yep. believe they dragged Stains off went to the wing. Stains went to the but wing what's crazy back. is they've just replaced Laurie with Staines. So, like, I understand they dragged Noffa, but, like, if you want Staines mm. to be your long-term fullback... Mm. Well, and then and then as, as a result of all that, Wakeham came on and I thought had some really nice moments. And Brooksy, to that point, had a bit of a stinker and I, I was sitting there, had in my notes going, I think I need to give him a kick up the arse and drop him and, and give Wakeham a crack. And then Brooksy went on to have a 15-minute blinder to finish the game. I was like, oh, he's sort of hanging by a thread. But what do you reckon, boys? Do, do, you, like, do, you, do you give Wakeham a crack or? Fuck. Oh, I was sitting there going, Brooks has to be dropped at the mm. end of this game. Then he played 15 minutes. This was great. And I go, did he just make more problems than give solutions? Yeah. He didn't win the game anyway. And now it's harder to drop him from the side. And yes, Wakeham came on and did some really good things. But... And I, I don't hate Wakeham, to be honest. I think, I think whenever he plays for Fiji, he's mm. good. But I think he's shown that consistently you can't rely on him at an yeah. NRL level. But, like, can you rely on Brooks at an NRL level? I, I wouldn't. I know someone that would, though, and they wear orange. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. The Tigers, I don't know. Like, why are you moving stains? Like, like now, so what is Dewey fullback now at the club? No, like Laurie will come back in this week, I believe. He's got an injury, so if not this week, next week. But it's weird. And like even giving David Nofaluma the hook, like why? He's he's been doing this exact same thing for ten years. There, him having the occasional poor defensive read, the occasional mm. error. It's not like you woke up, you realised at halftime. You said, "Oh fuck, Nofaluma's got some things in his game we need to fix." It's been this guy for ten years. Oh man, I don't understand anything seriously. Like. I I got no idea. I mean, let's talk talk about the positives. I Tigers fans, it must be tough, but there's this. I think there's serious problems at that club. Like, it, unfortunately, at the end of the day, they aren't. Are they playing better than they were at the start of last year? Honestly, I'm not convinced they are. Like, that's what's concerning. And like the whole argument, you know, by. The, some in the media, not everyone, but some people like the players are too soft to get on Madge's tough training schedule and rah, rah, and it was always the players' fault, always the players' fault. This is a new roster. And like it, it's the players' fault in regards to the players take responsibility for the way they play, no denying it. But at what point do you have to go, the problem is clearly if you've got a whole new roster and they're still playing poorly, something else needs to be fixed. Like look at the Broncos. They've, they've changed all up above and all of a sudden, you're seeing these results. Like, Timmy, we spoke about it every week, but off the field matters. And unfortunately, right now, the Tigers, it just... I don't know what's going on at that club. I've got no idea. How they haven't dragged a win and, you know, last week's... After last week's game, the, the, the amount of pressure they would have been under to be like, come out and perform well. They lost two games at home at Leichhardt. They go against the Dogs, who 
are also a you know a bottom eight side currently in regards to compared to last year. I just don't know where they go. I don't know where they go. <laughs> oh, mate, I've I'm lost well, for words. What do you say? I, I don't know. I, I hope I'm not being over the top when I say it. But if I'm Benji Marshall, I, I don't know if I want to take a this on. mission. Yeah, no, I, I'm being 100% serious. I don't know if it's worth me to start my coaching career here because it could be over before it starts. And, like, do you even want that in your life? Like, Why would you? Like, seriously, broken up, stressed out of your mind, under the pump by the media. Like, oh, just, I think there's better things to do with your life. And I, I question. <laughs> I'm being serious, bro. 100%. I'm be, and I, and it's, it's not to say Benji can't be a good coach at all. I'm just talking about, like, who would want to be head coach? A, of an NRL club for one, but then also a club that seems to be struggling. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I hear people say, yeah, but Benji will be able to attract players. That's not the problem. You've attracted yeah. really – you've attracted the best players you've ever attracted in your existence. You haven't solved the problems. Like, I, mate, the other thing that I'm not sure if it's going to work and I'm, I'm happy to be proven wrong or whatever, but Dewey and John Bateman on that edge, I think they're too polarising with each other. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Dewey's either run or cut out. And John Bateman's either give it to me early or I come under you. Yeah. And that's it. They are the complete opposite footballers. Personally, when I paps back, I'll be playing him on the left edge. I'll be playing Kapoa, who I've been really impressed with on the right, and Bateman at 13, I think. Because I reckon that Dewey Bateman, that's trouble waiting to happen. Do, do we need, I like the IPAP call, do we need a hard line running back rower that can just hold up defenders where Dewey can just go, gets an ounce of space, show and go, bang, too big, too strong, try. But Bateman couldn't be anything for it. <laughs> Bateman did it once for him yesterday. Dewey almost got him killed. Yeah. Yeah, he dropped the ball. Because it was a late He was almost in the coffin. Yeah. It was brutal. And then Bateman was like, you know what, fuck this, and just did a grubber for himself, yeah. kicked it through, <laughs> and nearly bloody scored himself. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, in unfortunate Tigers Tiger, fashion, yeah. the ball bounced up. Hits if he has a Raiders jersey on, he scores that try. <laughs> Without a doubt. It, seriously, it was the worst bounce in history. Yeah. Like, you know, for all the... You know, we say we don't understand what's going on with the Tigers. A lot of it is bad luck. Like, it just doesn't seem to be working. Like, there's a lot of people behind the scenes working super hard. But clearly the problem can't be identified. Like, it's not trying to... I think people think when a club is struggling that people aren't working hard. That's not the case. Like, people, there's plenty of people at Tigers working their asses off to turn this around. But unfortunately, like, it is just not happening, man. One shining light for them. Be put a bit of positivity their way. I thought Brent Naden had some great moments again. I rate really Brent Naden. I say no week way. in, week out. Yeah, he is yeah. a super talented outside back. Super talented. He just floated around a few different clubs and hadn't really found his spot, but he's been really good this year. And I've always been surprised that one of the top tier clubs hasn't picked him up because I genuinely believe he could be an elite tier centre. Yeah, I, I thought he's been great all season. I, and without taking anything away from him, I don't know how on earth he got away with that forward pass at the back end. <laughs> Didn't he shoulder charge someone at the end as well? Or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you could see the frustrations were high for Tigers at the end. You, you could see Bateman getting frustrated. There was a moment there where Joe O, he got the ball when he wasn't meant to and he wasn't happy. And it's just, I don't know. And then they go to Melbourne to play Melbourne next week with Munster back, we think. <coughs> it's tough. I mean, glass half full, Alex Toll, outstanding knock. Um, then you've got, obviously, the Naden played well. I thought David Clemmer had a red-hot crack. Like, you know, a lot of people... I see some comments where, like, people are like, oh, he only stands up to halfbacks. I'm like, have we been watching the same Clemmer? God. He, he has been ripping and a-tearing for 10 years. And I... Unless, unless I'm misremembering a time where he backed down from a forward pack, I can't... Not at all. I, have you remember Clem ever backing down from anyone? No. 
I remember in Origin him literally saying "fuck you" to Corey Parker's face. Yeah, go and tell Clem that to his face, like I just, that he's backs down from forward pass. I don't, I don't get that. If anything, he's consistently been the one bloke that rips and tears, regardless of the forward back he plays. You know, so he's, um, you know, 50, 51 minutes. He ran for one hundred and eighty-two meters, forty-six post contact, a line break. 25 tackles. So Clemmer hasn't averaged less than 150 metres a game in a year since 2014. God. That's insane. And it's like, how's that? That's like the epitome of never backing down to a pack because you're doing 150 metres. You're doing all the tough carries in the middle. Like, I just, yeah, anyway. He made that line break late in the game, Clemmer. Like, Here we go. On the front foot, dogs were backpedalling, rattled. Fifth tackle, goes to Brooksy, dummies, goes himself, tackled, changeover. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> there was another one. Where Brooks, they had all this momentum. They had all this momentum and then Brooks, Brooksy kicked it dead and you're just like, oh, fuck me. Like, I'd get that if it was a rookie half, but surely, like, Brooksy should be at the point in his career where he's nailing those six oh. again. Like Reynolds. He should be ex- yeah. like Reynolds, just putting them in. Townsend, just, just putting them in. Boom, every time. And if... I've always been a fan of Brooksy, but if someone's going to nail a kick at the back end, I'm probably going to back wake him in because I just think Brooks is a shell of himself now. Mm. We said it last week. I think he needs to go to another club and find himself again. There's a there's a great footy player in there. There's bloody yep. is, and I don't care what anyone says. And I know he's underperformed at the Tigers. I get all that. There is a great footy player in that bloke. He just needs an opportunity at a club. That is going to bring it out of him. Yeah, and there's no shock that there's a theme to just about everyone here and underperforming. The only bloke that doesn't, seriously, the only bloke that doesn't is the great Alex Twole. Ripping in a tearing. But he gets cursed too. He doesn't score a try. He's at another <laughs> club. He wouldn't be cursed. He'd be scoring meaties every week. Um, he was outstanding on the weekend. But, yeah, I, 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 this, um, I feel like we're going to get to round 10 and we're going to be saying the same thing with the Tigers. I don't know what to say. I don't know what, where to go from here. Like, even, like, Appy Coruscant has his moments, but he's not playing anywhere near as well as he was playing last year. There's a, there's a chance where he doesn't get picked for Origin this year if this continues, unfortunately. Um, oh, I, I thought at least this week they went with Appy a little bit more. Oh, for sure. he took off. Like, there was an improvement there. He's the there. only point of attack for them, essentially. Yeah. But at the same time, like, he's still not at the heights that he was. And I, I am a... Like, I don't want to compliment the Tigers pack for going with their running hooker. No, no, it's... That's why you brought him. Mm. But yeah, so he ran for 125 metres, two tackle breaks, 44 tackles, six misses. Um, at least he was better this week. Look, to be fair, he has been coming back from injury, so maybe he'll build back into it. But it's just like, the hooker is only as good as the people around him. Mm. You know, you even look at Harry Grant. He's getting out and he's doing his best at the storm to try and get people to run on the ball. And, and they are at times. Appy's in a similar situation. Like, obviously, the Tigers going worse than storm. But... He can only do so much before he needs some help around the rock. Do they pick Nofaluma this week? Probably not. If you're getting hooked as a winger, you're not getting picked next week, surely. Agreed. And they've also got Mamalo's due back, possibly this week. It's either this week or next. Um, so there's one ready. Mm. This week, yeah, I think wouldn't shock. Hopefully they do. Did you um, ever get the hook as a winger? No, no. no. I was uh, – I prided myself on never having, like, shocking games. Yeah. In first grade, like I'd have quiet games, but High I wouldn't floor. fucking. Yeah, I wouldn't have Barry Crockers. I mean, I wouldn't. I'm sure there's plenty of fans that thought I did. Um, <laughs> now under the doggies, I mean, we've already kind of spoken about them a little bit, but how good was Alamotti? Oof, 
I mean, he's the slowest centre in the history of the game. But <laughs> he's on the treadmill. Jesus, but like, just just the intercepts that he the, the intercept that he took, and then obviously that line break that he made. So it was one intercept. What was a kick return? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah a cross, it. crossfield kick. Caught like, it. As a teenager, as a centre, also the confidence, like to go, this is landing a little bit of far yeah. away from Adokar. So many centres would have said, "Fuck that! That's not my job." My job is to let the winger take it. Mm. He had the confidence to go, nah, I'm taking this. Boom, lands. Then he sets up a try. You know, you called it, what, a year and a half ago. And we saw him in that trial against Newey Knights last year. And we're going, oh, he's a bit green. He's going to need a bit of time. But, geez, he's developing into something special. The play that I loved was the one where, and I, can't, I think it was the one off the kick where, and we, we mentioned before, James Sinesco, when he made that the tackle on Campbell Graham, he forced Campbell Graham into two minds. He defended that play really well. I thought the Tigers, the play where Alamotti had to go, Adokar, Alamotti, Adokar, yeah. I thought they defended that as best as they possibly yeah, and could. It. And it could have been an easy moment for him to panic and kick and do something stupid. He just waited till he was in contact and just backed himself in around the corner. Great to see. And, that, so and that's good. where he might be the slowest centre in the NRL, but he knows it. And he yeah. acted accordingly. He yeah. waited for Fox, looked for him, looked for him. And then I said, knew his ability. He wasn't going to outrun him at the back end of that. Was. It was like, come tackle me. You won't. I'll yeah. still get the offload away. Yeah. You'll have to come find me eventually. Then I'll make the play. He nailed it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's a rookie. That's a, his third game of NRL. And he's got that calmness in open space. Mm. Yeah. You know, like people will take years to get that kind of calmness. And you could also tell by the body language of Josh Carr that he knew he'd make the right play. Yeah. Because Fox wasn't panicking to get the ball. He just, yep, I'm here. You make it work, and he yep. nailed it. Uh, Kyle Flanagan, solid again, solid again. But I thought Matty Burton was outstanding. I thought he was absolutely electric. I, I had the exact same as you, Kemp. You mentioned at the, the top of the, the game. I had it written in my notes. I didn't want to see Birdo fall into that trap of how dominant that left edge can be. We haven't seen it yet, but mm. we know all the hype around it. Just getting into that catch-pass-run second mentality, and I was a bit concerned. And then he did the big show and go and went through. I was like, oh, we're, we're going to be okay. Oh, mate, 100%. <laughs> and, and when he does put his foot down, he's quick. Oh. He's deceptively quick. He, he almost, like, he moves in such a casual manner. It surprises you when he does hit the afterburners. I thought he was outstanding, and I think they're starting to find their groove. They're starting to find their balance. Like, Reed is starting to find where his balance is as well. Um, you know, Kickhouse had some good moments, but my boy Jacob Preston. He's a beast. Oh, your boy. He's my boy. Jeez. He's going to jump over the table at you in a second. He's How a many boys you got, mate? Reese Walsh, <laughs> Jacob Kiraz. I'm it. the one that brought him up first, mate. I said that this Jacob Preston's got something you've, about you've him. Got, you've, got two, you've got two boys on the same edge at the same team. <laughs> Save some mate, for the rest of us. No, don't don't get upset that I was onto the young fellow before you were, all right? <laughs> Still probably doesn't follow me in <laughs> No, no, all jokes aside, it's a great tip-up because he's fucking fantastic. Like, mm. he is... I think he made it was I think it was like one error that he Oh no, it wasn't even an error. He made a break and he passed and Nade and batted it down. Like he he doesn't look like that imposing, but he must uh -huh. be super strong for his size. Yeah. You know? Oh would you compare it to not saying by any means as good as Cam Murray, but similar to Cam Murray, and he's not a big bloke. He just goes and goes and goes. His tackle efficiency is unreal. Mm. He's pretty agile on his feet. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a good, good shout. Like he, he's deceptively strong mm. in contact as well. Like sometimes when he runs a short line, I'm like, oh, he's going to get jammed here. Nah, he, he handles himself really well, and like it's great for the Bulldogs because now they go from, you know, coming into this year was just like, how do we stop kick out? How do we stop kick out? Now yeah. you've got two beasts on an edge going shit. Both edge 
you know, Burton and Flanagan have beasts that can hit these great lines uh, and break the game open. Uh, Avrilo, another solid game, got through a bunch of work. There was, I think, there's one or two errors that he made, but I think he's, I think he's, him and Carraz are kind of building a kind of like a, a like a misfits edge. If you, you know, they don't really suit. Yeah. They're not the superstars that are coming through that you're talking about all the time. They, they feel like in the most respectful way possible, the overachievers. Yeah, but they're guns. Yeah. They're playing so well together. And like they read each other really well. And they it's almost like they're both quite humble in the way they play. Yeah. They play like humble, solid, strong footy. They understand that they may not be, you know, as big as Suali'i or something like that. But, or even Alamotti to a degree. But they're going to battle their way through every single game. And... I think that could be a good combination that grows quite quite a lot over the next few games. Do we want our weekly update on Carl Oluwapu? How we went in? Yeah, how'd he go? Brought to you by Lop. Bloke and a Bar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one line break, two line break assists, three try assists. Oh. To be fair, though, you've got to go with the pros and the cons. 12 tackles, six missed tackles. So still some work to do there. Mm. But uh, you watch the highlights. You can, so it's another bloke I tipped on everyone, everyone too. <laughs> Fucking hell, I can read him, eh? I can read him early. He's a gun. I said that a year ago, Guru. You didn't want to believe me, didn't mate. Didn't want to believe you. Bloody hell. Um, fuck, that's some fair stats, though. Oh, for, for a rookie. kid in his third 18. game of reserve grade. Well, they're halves in NRL that have got six missed tackles. So, yeah. Um, although, obviously, you don't want that heading into NRL. Uh, He's also got the, the, the winger that was on his edge, this uh, Jarrell Skelton that we've spoken about a little bit. He's, oh, yeah. He's got together a nice little season there. Does Skelton have a brother, like a big forward? Will. I think they might be cousins. And he plays Union? I, th- I think they're cousins. I don't okay. think they're brothers. Okay. Yeah, I could be wrong there. Uh, but what a win by the doggies. What are they, two two from three now? After a train wreck beginning. Yeah. yeah. Oh, looks so bad. And I don't know whether, was that Manly just looked really good? Like, I don't know. Uh, it's but the beauty of this comp that it's just so hard to put together. Yeah, it really is. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Um, but yes, Geraldo, massive raps. That's two from three now. He's uh, he's, and I love the way they're playing. They're so expansive, exciting to watch. I thought, uh, mate, Reid Marnie's defence. <clears throat> I, I don't know how many tackles or missed tackles or whatever. There were some t- shots that he put on. Oh, line speed. Oh, oh, so good. And his technique is yeah. unbelievable. So good. Being critical, he also missed a couple of important ones. I think. Yeah, not he, only Charlie he tries Stains too hard break, sometimes. He, had an absolute hell of a read to open that gap up. Mm. Sometimes uh, whacking, he, yeah. he's, he, he's so competitive, he goes too hard sometimes. Yeah. He actually, I think it was Mick Ennis and at the Eels <laughs> that they worked on it. Like, I think it was Mick Ennis that pulled him aside. I was like, mate, you don't need to be four in off a tap. Like, you can let someone else take that big mm. hit. And so he's just got to find that balance mm. sometimes between overworking himself and just, just getting the job done. But, um, mate, love Reed Money. Love him. 